Hello everyone and welcome back to the Kids Story Room. Yet again we'd like to thank all of you who've written in and left us a review lately. You guys rock. We're busy planning a fun pod play due out in August for National Science Week. It's so fun to work on an audio drama with lots of different voices and I'm really looking forward to sharing it with you all soon. We have some really important thank you shout outs this week to our new Patreon patron, Chris, thank you so much. And to Luna and her mum Morgana from New Zealand, and Fritz and his mum Elizabeth from the USA, thank you so much for your generous contributions to our busking hat. You help to keep us keeping on, and we are most grateful. Now today's story is an unusual rainy day adventure on the sea. We hope you enjoy. The Floating Fandango by Anna Steen. Alba and Ryan live on a little bush block near the sea. It isn't big enough to really be a farm, but they do have several animals, including three llamas, two sheep, a goat, two ponies, and a dog called Spot. Often after school, Alba and Ryan enjoyed riding their ponies, Rocket and Scooter, around the bush block. They jump small logs and bushes and wander in amongst the tall, graceful gum trees, and their favourite thing to do was to canter up and down the long driveway, feeling the wind in their faces and the power of the ponies underneath them. On this particular afternoon, the sky was looking dark and gloomy. Big grey-black clouds were building over the sky in the direction of the beach. From far away, they could hear the distant grumbling rumbling of thunder. Looks like there's a storm coming, said Alba. Reckon we can squeeze in a quick ride first? asked Ryan. Yeah, let's give it a go. And Alba and Ryan ran over to Rocket and Scooter and led them out of their paddock and climbed up onto their backs. At that moment, their mum came out of the front door of the house. Alba, Ryan, can you take the ponies and the llamas into the hay shed, please? There's a storm coming. It's going to rain any minute. Ah, well, we'll go for a run tomorrow, Scooter, said Alba, as she leant down and patted her pony's neck. Yep, come on, Rocket, said Ryan. Let's get you into the barn where you can stay warm and dry. Alba and Ryan turned Rocket and Scooter toward the hay shed leaning down to open the gate of the next paddock where the llamas and the sheep and the goat lived so they could follow them. As they neared the barn, there was a great clap of thunder right above them. Alba and Ryan jumped. Rocket and Scooter stopped, lifted their heads and sniffed the air. Big, splishy raindrops began falling from the sky, splashing all over and around them. Here comes the storm, said Alba. Quick, let's get the ponies inside. As Alba spoke, the heavens opened and the rain began to fall in great sheets from the sky. At the same moment, just as Rocket and Scooter were about to walk into the dry shed, they whinnied and started, then turned around and began cantering away into the rain in the direction of the beach. Rocket, Scooter, what are you doing? cried Ryan as he held onto Rocket's mane. The ponies whinnied as they ran full pelt into the streaming rain. Are you okay, Ryan? called Alba. 
I'm fine, called back Ryan. I love stormy rain, but I can't see very far in front of me. Neither can I, called back Alba. A heavy mist had rolled across the land with the rain, and it fell to Alba and Ryan like they were lost in the clouds. Where are we going? cried Ryan, hanging on tight to Rocket's mane. I have no idea, replied Alba. Hopefully they're just going for a quick gallop, and then they'll take us home. I think they're spooked, called out Ryan. Whatever you do, don't let go. The two children clung tightly to Rocket and Scooter as they raced through the bush. Alba and Ryan tried to pull on their manes and slow them down, but the ponies weren't listening. They were moving fast, ducking and weaving between trees and leaping over low-lying bushes, and Alba and Ryan had no choice but to just hang on and go with them. The mist was thick around them and the rain heavy. Alba and Ryan were starting to panic. Where were the ponies taking them? Soon, the pony's pace slowed a little, and Alba and Ryan could loosen their grip slightly on their manes. Rocket and Scooter slowed even further from a trot to a walk, and the children recognised the sound of waves crashing upon the shore. The ponies had led them to the sea. "'We're at the beach,' called Alba. "'I wonder why Rocket and Scooter came here. I would have thought they'd want to stay home.' We shouldn't be here, Ryan. Not in a storm. It's dangerous. We have to get Rocket and Scooter to take us back. Come on. Alba pulled at Scooter's mane, trying to get her to turn around. But the pony wouldn't budge. Ryan was peering through the mist out to sea. Alba, he cried, come and look at this. Look at what? asked Alba. I can't see a thing through this fog. Ryan was pointing out to sea. Look, he said his eyes wide with wonder. Alba looked in the direction Ryan was pointing, and there, through the mist, out on the water, she could just make out the outline of an enormous wooden ship with huge white sails. The ship wasn't moving with the wind. It was obviously moored just on the edge of the water. As Alba and Ryan stared at the ship, they saw a huge ramp being wound out from the deck, reaching out toward the beach. Ryan's attention was drawn away from the ship to the beach beyond. Alba, listen, he said. All I can hear is rain and thunder, said Alba. That thunder is... Look, Alba, look, it's... Animals? And as Alba and Ryan looked up the beach, out of the mist came galloping and flying many, many animals of all different sizes and species. Hundreds of different types of birds, and horses, and possums, emus, kangaroos, turtles riding on the backs of kangaroos, rabbits, deer, llamas, foxes, cats and dogs, sheep, chickens, cows, pigs, and mice. They were all moving at a tremendous speed, and as the children watched, the animals rushed straight past them, and when they got to the ramp of the ship, they turned sharply and ran up the ramp into the big belly of the boat. As Alba and Ryan watched, incredulous at the sight of all these animals running up onto the ship, they saw their dog, Spot, hurtling up the beach behind the other animals with what looked like a stick in his mouth. And just as Alba called Spot's name, he skidded in the sand at the edge of the ramp, turned and ran up the ramp and disappeared inside the ship. Before Alba and Ryan could think what to do, Rocket and Scooter whinnied 
and leapt in the air, then broke into a gallop and raced along the beach and on to the ramp too. And Alba and Ryan found themselves being carried up along the ramp toward the gigantic, mysterious ship. Rocket and Scooter cantered through the entrance to the ship and straight into the cavernous belly of the boat. Alba and Ryan were scared. What on earth was happening? They looked back toward the beach, wanting to run back to the land, but as they watched, through the mist and the rain, they heard a great creaking noise. It was loud and clangy and sounded like big metal chains being pulled against wood. Alba and Ryan looked to the sides of the opening and saw two big Clydesdale horses, their teeth clamped around two heavy ropes. They were pulling with all of their enormous might. Alba and Ryan followed the line of the ropes and realised that the horses were pulling up the bridge. They were drawing back the ramp. Up and up and up it went until it clicked shut with an echoing bang at the very top of the ship. They were all closed in. Alba and Ryan looked at each other. Where are we? whispered Alba. I have no idea, replied Ryan. Now there was no turning back. The two children dared to look into the ship to see what kind of fate might await them. And a curious fate it looked indeed. In the belly of the ship was a huge cavernous space. It was cosy for such a big area and dry and all the animals were lounging around on big grassy mounds or in tree branches. There was a huge tree right in the middle of the ship, or they were nuzzling big mounds of hay. It was actually a glorious space. On all sides of the ship were huge windows that let in the misty light from outside. Many of the animals were perched near the windows, watching the rain cascade down onto the sea below. Alba and Ryan cautiously slid off the backs of Rocket and Scooter, who immediately went to join some other ponies near a big hay bale, and walked over to one of the windows. They looked out to see the beach, still shrouded in a white mist, and the rain pelting the water below, sending up pearl-green splishes. It was very beautiful, and they stood at the window for some time, just watching the world, like a moving, misty painting. "'This ship is incredible,' said Ryan. "'Yeah, it is,' said Alba. "'Do you think we're safe here?' "'Well,' thought Ryan, and looked about him. It's nice and dry, that's for sure. And the animals all seem friendly enough. They don't appear to be unhappy or restless. I mean, I don't think they look as though they want to eat us or anything. No. Well, I sure hope they don't want to eat us, said Alba. We're trapped here now. How are we ever going to get home? At that moment, to their shock, one of the foxes behind them resting upon one of the grassy mounds, began to speak. Welcome to the floating fandango this rainy afternoon, my fellow animiles. All the animals responded to the fox's words with howls and whinnies, singing and grunting and hooting and hissing and clapping and cheering. It was a cacophony of sound, and the excitement was pulsing in whispers and shuffling all through the ship. The fox raised its tail straight up into the air, and silence fell. Then the fox said, Take a seat, my friends, for we are about to begin. 
Alba and Ryan had no idea what about to begin really meant. But feeling calmer now that it seemed the animals definitely didn't want to eat them, they went over to the hay bale near Rocket and Scooter, who were sitting quite unusually on their haunches, and found a spot in amongst the hay to rest. As they sat down, they heard a terrific billowing noise and looked out of the windows to see the gigantic white sails of the floating fandango lift and fill with air. The boat creaked and moaned and then began to move. They were sailing across the water. Alba and Ryan felt another wave of panic for a moment, but it passed as the movement of the boat seemed to calm and settle the animals. They shuffled and scuffled into a semicircle formation inside the ship, leaving a great wide open space at the front. Alba and Ryan watched, fascinated, as the animals gathered with a palpable sense of excited expectation. Then, in an event which Alba and Ryan had never imagined they would ever, ever, ever have witnessed, a llama and a pelican got up together and walked into the centre of the big empty space at the front. The pelican began to sing, a deep beatbox beak-clacking rhythmic beat, and the llama began to dance, a furious woolly hair-shaking jig that had all the other animals clapping along with their paws and wings and hooves. When they had finished, the animals cheered and the pelican and the llama gave a deep bow and went and sat back down. Alba and Ryan were in awe. They had no idea that llamas could dance like that, or that pelicans could beatbox. They clapped hard along with the other animals, laughing and whooping in amazement. Next up was two sheep who sang an opera duet, their soprano voices rich with wibbly-wobbly vibrato. It was a lovely song, if not a little baish, and again the audience erupted in cheers and hoof-stamping appreciation. Next, there was a pig and a pigeon. The pigeon played a tiny violin and the pig tap-danced beside it. Following the pig and the pigeon was an a cappella quartet of cows singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, an exquisite lopy dance of a team of emus, a solo horse on percussion, a six-fox parkour extravaganza, they leapt and flipped all over the ship in a red furry blur. Then there was a kangaroo and a turtle playing a xylophone and three donkeys doing ballet. Alba and Ryan were enjoying themselves immensely. The animals were having so much fun and were so talented. Then the next act came onto the stage and took their breath away. Spot, their dog, carrying Alba's flute. How did he get that? whispered Ryan to Alba. Trotted up onto stage, gave a graceful spin on his hind legs and began to play. It was one of the most beautiful songs Alba and Ryan had ever heard. Soft and sweet with a silky swinging melody. His tone was magical and all the animals became silent and still as they listened to Spot play. The song filled Alba and Ryan's hearts with joy. He plays way better than me, said Alba to Ryan. He's incredible, replied Ryan. Then, as Spot's song came to a close, he changed the key and the rhythm and began to play a different tune. Alba and Ryan recognised it at once. 
He's playing happy birthday, said Ryan. And sure enough, all the animals began to join in in their own way, either dancing or singing or beating out the rhythm in time with Spot's playing. I wonder whose birthday it is, said Alba. Then from beside them, Rocket and Scooter stood up and walked out into the centre of the space, dancing in time with the tune. They turned to the audience as they reached Spot and gave a little bow to the crowd. The animals erupted again into whoops and squeals and rushed onto the floor to surround Rocket and Scooter. The fox stuck his tail up in the air and immediately a pair of sheep pushed a great birthday cake made of hay in front of Rocket and Scooter. The ponies and several other animals too dived into the hay cake and munched away happily. I didn't know it was Rocket and Scooter's birthday today, said Alba. Me neither, said Ryan. Let's go and give them a hug. Alba and Ryan ran into the crowd of animals and squeezed up to Rocket and Scooter and gave them a big hug. The ponies whinnied and nuzzled their necks. And well done to you, Spot, said Alba. I had no idea you could play the flute like that. Spot gave Alba a bow and then handed her back her flute with a curious expression on his face. Oh, I don't mind you borrowing it at all, said Alba. Any time at all, Spot. Would you ever play for me at home? Spot looked at Alba and barked. Then the fox, who seemed to be the only one amongst all the animals who actually spoke English, silenced the crowd again, sticking his tail straight up into the air and saying, And now it is time for the two newcomers to perform for us. Clear the floor, everyone. Alba and Ryan looked at each other. That's us. What do we do? asked Alba. All the animals here are so brilliant. I think it's just about getting up there and having some fun, said Ryan. Why don't we juggle? We're both pretty good at that. What with? asked Alba. Um, oh, fruit, said Ryan, pointing up to the big tree in the middle of the ship. There, dangling off the branches, were big juicy oranges. Alba and Ryan ran up and plucked three oranges each from the tree. They began to juggle, and as the oranges flew up in the air and landed back in their hands, the animals began to stamp in time. It was a wild jumble of stamping animals and flying oranges. The animals began to stamp faster, and Alba and Ryan juggled in time faster and faster until they completely lost control of the oranges and they went rolling all over the ship. The two of them were sweating. It was hard work, but lots of fun, and the animals whooped and clapped and Spot ran up to them, wagging his tail and yapping. Did we do okay, Spot? asked Alba. Woof, replied Spot, leaping in a circle. I'll take that as a yes, said Ryan. The fox, master of ceremonies, stuck his tail straight up in the air again, and all the animals calmed and became quiet. Thank you for sharing your talents today, my friends. It has been a wonderful afternoon. And now, the rain has stopped, said Fox. Alba and Ryan went over to the windows. The rain had indeed stopped. The sky above was blue and the storm clouds were a distant grey smudge on the horizon. The ship must have sailed full circle for it was now floating once again beside the shore, 
and as Alba and Ryan looked out at their beach, they heard the clang and creak of the great ramp being lowered out across the water and coming to rest upon the sand. Alba and Ryan turned back into the ship. Rocket and Scooter were standing beside them, waiting. All the other animals were already making their way out of the ship and running along the ramp, bolting out and up the beach and off into the dunes just as quickly as they had arrived. Alba and Ryan climbed on Rocket and Scooter's backs and the ponies immediately trotted out of the ship and cantered down the ramp and onto the sand. As they reached land, the fox, master of ceremonies, passed them on his way out. Thank you, called Alba to the fox. We had a wonderful time. You are most welcome, said the fox. Whenever it rains, we will be here. And the fox gave them a little bow and darted away into the bushland beyond the beach. As Rocket and Scooter began trotting back toward home, Alba and Ryan turned and looked behind them for one last look at the floating Fandango. The sun was reaching out from behind the now distant clouds, and as they watched the sunlight touch the floating Fandango, the big ship became paler and paler until it was translucent, a mere tracing of a gigantic ship. And as the sun lit up the water, the ship fizzed and disappeared. That evening at dinner time, Alba and Ryan's parents were talking about the strange and unexpected storm that afternoon. That was a pretty wild storm we had, said their mum. I'm glad you two got the animals into the shed in time. I couldn't find Spot anywhere. Did you find him? Spot was with us, said Ryan. Yeah, doing some flute practice, smiled Alba. I didn't hear you. Where were you doing your practice? Oh, where we were all warm and dry, said Alba mysteriously. Oh, the shed? Did you take your flute into the shed? I wonder what the animals all thought of your practice. I think they thought the flute playing was really excellent, said Alba, as she passed a piece of sausage under the table to Spot, who was sitting quietly on her feet. <laughs>